Jabronis to the Man Child Hard Knocks recap episode four. I'm here with my best friend, Jay. And let's break it down, Jay. What'd you think of this past episode? This was one of my favorite episodes. There was a scene in there that I have probably watched 10 times today already. But let me hear your thoughts. I can't wait to hear what scene you're watching. I got to go back. I didn't know that Aaron Rodgers took his pants off during any <laughs> any segment. That's the only thing I can imagine I'd want to watch over and over again. Uh, let's see. I, I liked the episode. It, it was really good. Um, it's just I thought last week's episode was better, and I thought the first week's episode was better so this one i would rank number three out of all four but still they're great episodes um but yeah i just i was also i maybe i was sad and we can get into why i was sad uh later um when we're talking more about the episode i just i had a sadness to me yeah i think i know what it was but uh this was my second favorite episode besides the first one let's get it going right away starting it off they aaron rogers just unbelievably frustrated with his team <laughs> throwing. We saw another side. We saw the other side of Aaron Rodgers. The Would whole time it's see? been like this. Uh, it's been like the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Honeymoon phase was over. <laughs> but like you gotta, if you're gonna be a leader, you gotta have that phase, and people gotta know. Absolutely. Like, uh, I just, I just doggone messed up there, and he uh, threw about I don't know 100 f bombs out there, and he had. <sighs> That poor number 35 that, <laughs> that was sitting right next to him just puts his helmet on. It's like, oh, boy, this is how did I get stuck sitting here right now? But he let everybody know he made comments towards the offensive line, the receivers, the receivers coach, Nathan Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he let everybody know. And then, like a good leader does, you go back and you talk to everybody and you make it better. And they went back out there and they looked phenomenal after that. They had... When he first lost it, and he loses it on them, like you said, 100 F-words in 30 seconds. He's so frustrated. He's so mad. He's calling. Their wrong routes are being ran. False starts are happening on the line. He gets over to the sideline. He's just fuming. Knee on the ground, helmet on the ground, and he is just sitting there mad. Oh, yeah. And it just sits on him for like, it felt like forever. It was probably 30 seconds, but I mean, it just stares at him. And and you see him just, I'm like, is he thinking about his whole life? Like, is he <laughs> contemplating, why did I even come here? Like, how mad are you, Aaron? Like, you just, it, the look on his face is like, I'm gonna just end it all. And then he gets up, like, like you said, he gets up like a good leader does, says, all right, everyone, get get over here. But you see him start coaching people. And that was the part that I thought was cool. And I get why Garrett Wilson said, I need a translator, because I don't even think I understood half the stuff he was saying to the receivers about what to do. But he's talking just telling everyone what to do um you know well if this is happening garrett you need to you need to spin this way and run this way you need to trust i can make that throw i can back shoulder this one on the right like and he's just going on to people but he's coaching them and he's telling them this is what we're gonna do and then they go out there and just start rocking that that was fun to see i like to see the the inside of it like that i looked for a little analyzation on that coaching there and a lot of what it was was the Garrett Wilson one is if the linebacker plays a certain way, 
you can't run the route that's designed. You have to cut inside because that guy's running a straight line. So you got to cut inside. You're going to be wide open, which is what that first play was. They ran, yeah. and then the receivers. He was telling them, "There's a I forgot what it was called now, but there's a certain route that they call that you're supposed to go like 11 to 12 yards out. Well, these guys weren't going the right yardage, and that's oh, why gotcha. people were getting overthrown and things like that. The wrong routes. Um, I real quick to button this one up. I liked. Uh, <laughs> When he was in the huddle after the second, uh, I think it was after, it wasn't the false start. I think it was the the overthrown pass. And his hands were down by his legs and his, his fists just clenched like this, like twice. <laughs> I'm like, boy, I've done that so many times before. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> the breakdown's coming. I'm about to have me a minty bee. Who else yeah. wants a side of minty bee today? Oh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, this one wasn't probably the best part of it, but I just, I like the props. I like the idea behind it with the D-line coach. The had the chain links out and was talking yep. about we're only as good as our weakest link. Yep. I want you guys all to give us a testimony to tell me that you're not going to be the weakest link. And, and everybody had to put their link on the chain, and, and that hangs in that meeting room, and I thought that was pretty cool. Well, the... I ex- he, everyone had to at least stand up and say one phrase and I will not be the weakest link um, but he wanted people to talk more if they wanted to and so I expected it from uh, one guy and that's uh, Quentin Williams and so cue ball stands up and I thought he, he did a good job encouraging his guys and then we'll go right into the next part you can tell the part that's going to make me sad uh, Tenzel Smart gets up and he speaks and that's a seven year veteran and um, he he starts talking about all of his stuff, and as he's and he actually has some good words. And so then there's more scenes with Tenzel Smart going oh, to his a, apartment. They have a dinner party, yeah. Throw a yeah. dinner party for the whole D line, yeah. He's cooking. Uh, he's cooking some. Uh, what, what 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 was it? Crawfish? Crawfish boil? Family recipe crawfish boil. Yep. And I mean, food looks good. The whole family's there. His Solomon wife's Thomas. involved. Solomon Thomas made Solomon an awesome Thomas. carcucci board and did the rose petals <laughs> with the salami. <laughs> that was pretty neat, showing how to do that. <laughs> Denzel Smart has a shirt that it's says, I, <laughs> I love my carcucci board. Because <laughs> that's how he pronounced it in episode one. I thought that was hilarious marketing. And he even tried, I knew how to say it right, guys. I just, I was doing that to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another funny okay. thing in that uh, uh, dinner scene was JFM, John Franklin Myers, was supposed to be watching their little kid while they were cooking because he was the first one there. Just, <laughs> just playing play PlayStation. Play, PlayStation, and the kid's like stuck between the couch. He's like, That's what I do at home with my kids. <laughs> I'm like, me too, JFM. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. I think we can all relate to that. Um, but the part that gets me sad, they're showing so much of him, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he made the cuts today. So I looked it up and Googled it right right there during the middle of the episode, and he did not make the 53-man roster. And my heart sank for this guy because you see the effort, the hard work, how much determination he's putting in, and it just broke my heart, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, everybody likes him. He's 
he's one of the fan favorites on the show. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, we'll it's get back. One we'll of get... the, it's one of the deepest D lines in the league. Yeah, they are good. It, it is, him. and he's it good is, too. He's he looks good. good. Yeah, uh, we'll get back to him in a, yeah. a minute. Uh, then they kind of cut into uh, very briefly the uh, cap who did the uh, Jerome Cap who did the Eminem. Yep. Uh, Eminem put on social media, did that, and that was pretty cool. And they kind of told his story a little bit because he's on the roster bubble. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you looked him up. He also did not I, make the cut. Yep, I did. I he did. didn't get much opportunity in that last game to make a, a statement. Um, nope. And then, then they got they had a big highlight on Xavier Gibson and Jason Brownlee, the two receivers. That and was fun. That was very fun watching those two guys. Uh, they played in a, an all-star game like college together. And then yep. they actually signed with the, they were friends then, and they they signed with the Jets the same day. Then you know they found out they signed with them the same day, and they're kind of two different receivers. Jason Brownlee is a big guy who's like a contested catch guy. He's made some unbelievable catches in the training camp. And Xavier that one-handed like, grab, yeah. Jason Brownlee's one-handed catch. Holy smokes! If you haven't seen it, it did go viral. It's one of it is a fantastic one-hand catch. Rivals Odell Beckham Jr.'s. Um, I'm telling you, watch that clip if you haven't seen it. And then Xavier Gibson, uh, shifty, a shifty guy, return guy. But, boy, uh, everybody's been talking him up. Randall Cobb uh, thinks he's going to be a stud later on because of how good his routes are, how tough he runs, how shifty and quick he is. Uh, he thinks he's going to be something special later on. That guy got he makes he makes people miss tackles. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, watch out. They, I, I try to remember what they were calling him, quiet feet, and they're like, yeah. you just you don't know what to do with those quiet feet because he just all of a sudden he's right there in front of you, then he's gone. What happened? Where did he go? He's quick. Yep. Yeah, those guys had some. Uh, that was a fun little segment there. It um, was. And then. And then they were going to the we're going to the game now, in my favorite scene that I've watched over ten times a day, the Sopranos opening scene, shot scene for scene, but with Robert Sala in the driver's seat was phenomenal. I seen a video, uh, a guy put up that opening scene and that, and it is almost exact to a T. It is. So, Are you serious? Yes, I didn't is, know that. Dude, it is so good. So but good. But I loved it. As soon as I heard the Sopranos theme song kick in, and then it's Robert Sala, like you get to see it hit the side of his face, his eyes in the rearview mirror. Yep. I'm like, this is solid. I love this. <laughs> that was by far, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say by far, because there's another scene I liked a lot, but that that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole Hard Knocks right now. That was so Agreed. Cool. I hope they Agreed. show that. That was amazing. I hope they, in every uh, pregame, I hope they show that video because that was phenomenal. Beautifully done. I don't know who thought of that creatively. Beautifully done. They they deserve a bonus. That was awesome. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> we go to the game. Uh, it's an important game. All the starters get to play. That's the all the hype going into this. They all get to play. Um, and... My favorite part about the game was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let me look up his name. I got it written down here. 
I know Ward. Last name Ward. Jaheed, Jaheed Ward. Rogers was made the pass, and it was it was a good time after in a normal game, especially preseason. You shouldn't be doing that, but he pushed him, uh, and Rogers did not hold back. He went right back at him, pushed him right back, started yelling at him, f bombing him, and saying, "I don't even know who you are, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and poor. Poor Ward, uh, his only comeback was, I don't know you. He's like, oh, really? You don't know me? <laughs> yeah, really? Really? That's all you got? Dude, this guy is, what, a foot standing over Rodgers? Like, yeah, he's huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And Rodgers is an old man. 18 years in the league. <laughs> Jeez. Rodgers got so mad. I it took forever for his team to even oh, like realize it was happening. Yeah. I'm like, why are they why are they allowing Rogers to fight? But Rogers gets right in that dude's face. He's like, five steps, really, bro? Really? You're gonna take five freaking steps on me? Like, I don't even know who you are. That's just cheap. I mean, just losing it. And the guy's like, oh, the guy was getting back into Rogers' yeah. face though. And so, oh, that was intense. Yeah. That was intense. I, I felt nervous until I saw the mammoth of a man, Mackay Becton, come over there and made Ward look small. <laughs> I was nervous <laughs> until I saw him come over there. It's like, somebody come back him up. Uh, How but then, tall is Mackay Becton? I'm going to look it up. You talk. I think he's 6'5", six, 6'8", six, something like that. <laughs> he's huge. He's a big man. He's a big man. The very next series. Okay, well, let's before we get to the next series... Uh, Six foot seven, yeah, three hundred and sixty-five pounds. Beckton is huge. The dude's lost like seventy pounds too. So think about that. Uh, that same series where they were driving and uh, trying to score, Randall Cobb did a uh, crackback block, which at the time when you were blindside block, which at the time you were texting me like, "What the world's wrong with that?" Because they changed the uh, rules on it. When I watched it on Hard Knocks, I was like. Yeah, that's prob- that's probably a penalty. That's not good. Aaron Rodgers knew it right away what it was. Yeah. Yelling at Cobb, they go to his family and his wife's like, "That's a fine. We had to pay a nineteen thousand dollar fine right now. That's a fine." <laughs> yeah, she said. She said we got a fine last year. It was nineteen thousand. How much is this gonna be? I was like, "Oh my, oh my gosh!" <laughs> Could you imagine t- explaining to your wife? Eh, yeah, I got fined nineteen thousand dollars. Sorry, babe. Um, but what one of the funniest lines is they get back in that huddle and Rogers is talking to Cobb and he's like, Cobb, what do you think this is twenty fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the times have changed. Cobb goes, I blanked, man. I'm sorry, I just blanked. I don't get to hit people often. I was excited. I wanted to hit someone. <laughs> and that's all that drive. The very next drive they go out and Rogers made an unbelievable pass to Garrett Wilson. And guess who gave him a forearm in the chest? Mr. Ward again, and he goes right back at him and says, that's what you get when you poke the bear. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm I like, thought that was awesome. I just sat there and go, that's my quarterback this year. It's been a long time since we had a quarterback <laughs> like that. Feels that, good. That throw to Garrett Wilson was beautiful. The defender doesn't even know it's coming. It came out of the pocket super fast, and Garrett Wilson just, oh, the dude's money. That's the first of many this year. Uh, then they kind of went into the uh, Jason Brownlee, Xavier Gibson again. They both played yep. okay in that game when the backups came in. Uh, good enough that they made the team. 
Yep. Uh, it helped a lot that Corey Davis uh, retired from the NFL, which I was very surprised they didn't show in that episode. Uh, but they did show it in the uh, New York Jets uh, Jets drive. They do a like a hard knocks type thing too. They showed it in that one where um, Robert Sala brought everybody in and the whole team and told them about Corey Davis retiring. That was pretty cool. But they didn't show anything on this one, so I thought that was interesting. But those those guys made the team. I'm hmm. excited for it. Yep. Because we have Xavier Gibson and McCole Hardman, great two good return guys, but I really would rather have Gibson do it so we can keep Hardman on the field. <laughs> yep. We're kind of yep. thin Agreed. at wide receiver. Yep. Uh, but but if these guys keep developing, that's that's exciting. And then uh, of course the one that pulls at your heartstrings, Tenzel Smart goes in there, and within what a few plays he gets hurt, and he knew it right away. And it, 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 he was you know he was screaming out there in pain, but it was more. He knew he had to have a good game to even have a shot at making the team. And uh, he he went out. They rubbed some Tiger Balm on him. You could tell his shoulder was like he's playing with one arm. He's still going out there, fighting as hard as he can. He made some plays, but it wasn't the same. Uh, the coach asked him, why are you being so emotional right now? Because he had tears coming down his face. He's like, are you in pain or is this emotion? And he's like, it's emotion. He's like, I'm trying to get a spot. I'm trying to get a spot, Coach. You, you know, you you know what I'm trying to do. I can't come out right now, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like, you see the other side of it. I mean, some of these teams had 90 people on their rosters, and you have to cut down to 53. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting here like, that's 37 people. This is their job, depending on getting a spot, and it's not guaranteed. It's it's just crazy to me. Um, you, you always see these big $20 million a year contracts, $15, $30 million a year contracts with quarterbacks. The, the crazy money some of these people make. And then I like seeing this other side where it's these guys who are literally just trying to get the bare minimum, make a spot on the team because it's their livelihood. If, they, if he doesn't make a spot, what what what's he got next? Is he going to keep trying practice squad? He's been doing this for seven years. My heart went out for the guy because I knew right away he's not making a spot, especially getting hurt. Um, yeah, it just it, it, it sucked. One thing I liked that Robert Sala said, no, maybe this wasn't Sala. Correct me who said this in the episode. Um, he said, not everyone is going to make a spot on this team if you go out there and you fight as hard as you can and you know you gave it your best effort and you still don't make a spot you can at least hold your head proud but if you don't make a spot and you held back and you didn't give us your all you're going to have regret for the rest of your life jeff albrecht defense coordinator in the, the defense coordinator said that yeah and yeah. i i really liked that um i liked how he put it and so I'm telling you, I don't know if you're going to see this or not, Denzel Smart. Hold your head high. I am a huge fan of you. I can't wait to see what if if you go somewhere else or what you do beyond the football field. You have a bright future. Like, cool guy. Very cool guy. And I had no idea who he was until Hard Knocks. Super cool guy. Well, I got an update for you, Jay. He signed on the practice squad with the Jets today. So he's still a Jet. He okay. did I think he, I, I feel like 
he could have went somewhere else if he wanted to uh, because he played good in preseason. And that Jets yeah. D-line is so deep. And if you even have a chance at making that D-line, you're special. Uh, so he chose to stay with the team. Uh, one of the other more heartbreaking things um, that I'm surprised you didn't say was two things. One was when he was on the sideline talking to JFM and going, you think I should be on this team? You think I should make the team? You think I belong with you guys, don't you? Like, needing that, re- knowing that he's probably going to get cut and yeah. thinking like he's, you know, trying to convince himself he's good enough to be with them. And But, you know, yeah. one injury, if one D-line guy gets injured, he's getting called up. I guarantee it. Yeah. So I'm sure that... I'm super... I, I started doing even more reading because of all this going on. I'm like, I care about some of these guys. I'm like, well, what's the plan? So then I start reading like practice squads and what that looks like. So I, I didn't realize you can only sign it was like 16 people to the practice squad. I don't know if it's that many. Well, they already got... Yeah. A lot of these guys already have people on the practice squad. I think the Jets only had four spots open on the practice squad. Yeah, So yeah. Tanzel Smart was one of them they brought back. To go well, on. I, I think that's... I knew the Jets didn't have many spots open, so I did not know he signed there. So very cool. That does make me a lot happier. That makes this episode go higher in my books. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see next week. I want to see some of that drama, the sadness the cuts that have to get made bringing him back i really hope they show that because i can't be the only one who's hooked on this guy's storyline so i i i'm excited to see it keep going and finish out yeah they'll the way that it worked out this year cut day was the same day as the episode so i mean hard knocks couldn't do much with it but i'm sure they'll start to show off with that next week um just to wrap this episode up um Awesome thing Robert Sala did in the locker room at the very end. He told everybody to find someone, give them a hug, give them love, because he knew that you know some of these guys aren't going to be here the next yep. time we're in the locker room together. So that was pretty cool. I thought. Yep. But o- overall, I love the episode. Uh, a lot of great moments in there. We just went over them, and I'm surprised you thought this was the worst one you've ever seen. Uh, but I, I thought didn't it was a great episode. Say that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> In fact, I, when I get done with you now, I'm going to go watch the opening scene of Sopranos with Robert Sala again. I, I, I mean, if there's a way to make that my ringtone or something with him on the screen in the video, I'm going to figure it out. Because, dude, <laughs> I love the Sopranos. Uh, if you listen to our Manchild Chronicles podcast um, last year, I was watching the Sopranos and I finished it. I love that show so much, and that was just so cool. So cool. That was It was very cool. Very cool moment. Yeah, next week's episode is the last Hard Knocks episode. Uh, we are only one week away from the season until the Chiefs play on Thursday Night Football. I'm sure you are extra excited. I'm taking the day off work. I don't want any distractions. I'm going to cook me an amazing meal that I can eat that night. I am so excited for the opening day of football, Ryan. It's here. Finally, it's here. Um, We're excited. So we'll have one more uh, Hard Knocks recap, and that will be it for this uh, segment this year. Um, So until next week, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on The Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.